Welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. Uh, Tyler Friel here, sitting with a uh, little bit more bearded up Nick Mookie and John Shirts. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Good to be here. Going well. Yeah, these guys just uh, got back from Kodiak. Nick's got a couple more gray hairs in his beard, it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah, so semi-successful trip, huh? Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'd call it successful outright, even, but now maybe not. But yeah, uh, it was good. Well, you enjoyed yourselves. So sure like, did. Yeah. We did. It was a relaxing trip, and the weather was great. Bluebird yeah. skies were probably eighty-five percent of the trip. So yeah, you can't complain anytime. <laughs> no, you get that on on Kodiak. Mm-mm. We both kind of agreed that brown bear hunting is pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it really is. You got to have a. Um, you know, when you're used to spot stock hunting up here, you're moving and go, 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 go. Anyways, for some stuff, sheep, goats, or whatever. But, you know, doing that, it's, it reminded me of moose kind of almost. Like, just get up high and sit there. And or call, you know, moose where you're just calling from the same spot and you're like, <laughs> I know this works. Right. Yep. You get so tempted to go run. I think we were more active this trip than Carluck oh was. absolutely yeah, yeah. Carluck we were, we were seeing him though so we had to kind of get up high and look in valleys and do do some different things and on this yeah trip, Carluck so. we really never left camp we we stayed mm-hmm. right around there and yeah. glassed from there a decent vantage point to do that but you're looking at a lake where mm-hmm. the fish are in this this particular spot we had a nice uh, glassing hill right behind camp that we could get up to pretty easily and then the boat made it pretty nice too to to find some other spots to yeah to go. that's kind of the tough thing with brown bears camp especially camping yeah hunting the the more country you cover and spread your scent around the fewer bears are going to be around we were pretty good about scent yeah and we only went to spots where the wind was blowing away from where we were glassing and we, mm-hmm. we got lucky and had a northwest wind for many of the days which brings good weather on kodiak and then it also was perfect for um glass in several of the spots yeah because the wind was blowing back out to the ocean and to the bay that we were in so i don't know that we stunk it up very much but no you we didn't we went to that bluff is the furthest we went in that valley yeah and we didn't you know we, we were mostly up high with the wind in our faces kind of <clears> taking it to the ocean so it wasn't yeah but as far as bear settings go it was pretty bleak <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, because you guys only really saw one bear that was a shooter. Yeah. yeah. And that was right off the bat. What first, the first morning, day? with the, the sun wasn't even up yet when, when Nick spotted him. I don't. I think it was maybe, it wasn't even up yet. I know we were head, we headlamped in. Dark. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. And there's Just a, that gray, that gray light. And I don't know that even if we would have went after him, um, if we'd have got close enough, just because he... We watched him after we saw, he, he was chasing another bear off, kind of up the hill, and then he stopped and he bedded down in this uh, just this grass patch, um, like a green grass patch, so mm-hmm. not tall. And you could yeah. see his whole body, and he was moving around, you could see his head, and you know, when he stood up, he, it was an impressive bear. But we watched him probably for over an hour, maybe yeah, maybe I mean, closer to two. Hour and a half, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then he got up and walked away and where we were glassing he walked out of sight and we we hadn't been up this valley at mm-hmm. all we have no idea what it looks like you know when you're when you're looking at it from um we were looking at it from an angle put it that yeah. way and when he got up out of his bed he kind of went into a fold like you know most times animals do and then you lose them 
we kept thinking, okay, maybe he'll pop out, you know, on the next one or the next one or whatever. And I don't think, even if we'd have went after him right away, the wind would have been fine. But I don't think we'd have made made it to him because we yeah. had to go all the way up the mountain and then come across the top and then be able to find where that patch mm-hmm. was again. But well, uh, a lot of times, you know, just going up to the top of the mountain is easier said than done right. in that kind of country. Yeah, and we, we were there. The nice thing about that spot was there wasn't the brush like not uh, a lot of berry brush and no. no when you got close to an alder patch it got real thick yeah like typical kodiak but when you're away from that it was just that that yellow grass you know and yeah really really steep but but it was kind of it was kind of <laughs> lumpy though so like you wouldn't like you, you, know, had, when like, you were steps. looking at it and i was like oh god coming down or whatever yeah. it was the kind of like steps like even even when um when i shot a buck in it we're like oh it's just gonna roll right down to us and didn't so like, <laughs> oh, that actually brought me some comfort anyways i'm going okay if he didn't then i then probably, I probably won't, won't. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that's and then you know you see a, a decent animal on the first morning like that and you're like well you know let's just see what happens because, oh yeah you know maybe, well, if, maybe you see him later on or maybe you know and even hindsight it's like you always think oh well i should have gone and maybe you should have but at the same time, you can only work with the information you have at the time. Yeah, and I yeah. don't. I don't think we made a bad decision by not going. I, I think I still would do what what we did. But um, after that, I mean, we saw. So we saw two that first morning, and then John had seen one the the evening when we got dropped off across the bay. Um, so that was three, and then. Maybe about noon that first day we saw a sow and a cub. And then that doily, that little guy we were watching for a while. That, and that was the next day, like, oh, okay. shit, yeah, mid, midday almost. Yeah, yep, just tearing roots. and. So anyhow, after the first day, we're like, all right, this is pretty cool. You know, we saw, yeah. we've seen some bears, you know. But um, then that second day we saw one up high just digging roots, but you could tell right away, you know, seven-foot bear. Yeah. And um, so we didn't even go after him. Or any just watched him for a bit, and then that evening <clears throat> we saw. A, a, I just caught a glimpse of him. I knew it was a bear, and he was walking away like down in the valley along the along this creek, and um, saw him. Couldn't even get the spotting scope on him fast enough to see what he was. Yeah, and he went into an alder patch, and we watched that alders until um, hours. Yeah, <laughs> I just kept staring at him. Like I think that's where he went, you know, and. Had a good vantage point to see if he'd have came out. He never came out, and um, and then that evening we we spent um, most of the evening from a different vantage point looking at the same alder patch, and we never saw him. But that was the last bear we saw, and that was day two. Man, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I was I was stoked for you guys because you sent send me the dorms. Yeah, you know the inreach messages, and I was like. After that first day, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to... be fun. Yeah. In case anyone's wondering and hears this, it's not me spitting dip, John. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, you guys are going to... I figured for sure you were going to get yeah, at least a couple opportunities, you know, good bears. <clears throat> but that's, I guess, the way, you know, I, if we're hunting them on... It's why we don't go high fence ranch hunting for the most... Right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just... It would have been a tall order anyhow to do what what we wanted to do anyhow. So yeah, there just wasn't much food around either. The salmon wasn't. runs were really terrible. I mean, like you know, like the like the hatchery runs were all right or whatever, but like the, the sockeye. Oh, the sockeye runs were really bad this year. Yeah, and, the, and uh, they had 
okay uh, silver runs, but in that particular area, it's just, um, we didn't, I saw one dead fish floating in the salt the whole time, and we went up into a lake that they spawn in, we didn't yeah. see anything. It was just, mm, we not carcasses. No. And whenever we left camp, aside from going to the bluff right behind camp, which mm-hmm. when I say behind camp, like you walked 50 yards through some grass and you walked straight up a hill, so yeah. like, we weren't sentin' up you know the area but every time else we left camp or every other time we um we used the boat so our scent wasn't on the beaches yeah our scent you know what i mean like uh but even with the boat you know we're not we're not seeing bears walking on the edge of the the beach you know like it's typical you know yeah it's just strange bear tracks no tracks apparently no. there wasn't a bunch of like junk you know feed right. washed because some beaches are just like magical they just catch yeah, it's the way they're oriented. They catch a bunch of crap washing in on storm, um, high tides, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and we we played that game on a few days too. Like after uh, we had one one or two days of bad weather, like in in eleven or twelve, and after that bad weather, we'd go out to you know the ocean side where you'd think all that shit would blow up, yeah. and then it'd be some activity along that beach. And we we spent one, two, three, four, four or five glassing sessions just out there. Like a morning, an evening, a morning, you know, whatever. And nothing. I found an afro pick. You did find an afro pick. <laughs> and a fly swatter. And a fly swatter, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, was it one of those yeah. fly swatters with the college football team <laughs> logo on it? No, no it was, uh, I, think, I, I think it was Japanese, actually. Was it black? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it, it was black, been yeah. long enough. Because there, what was, what year was that? It was 2000, 2012. We hunted the peninsula for brown bears, and then I went to a fog knack a couple times after that, and all over the peninsula, like or yeah, the In spot, spot we were the spot we were hunting were these black fly swat plastic <laughs> fly swatters, um, and they had college like football team logos on them, Jeez. all over the beach. Those in like these little mini foam balls, like footballs. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so like, you know, obviously a, a couple connexes went overboard. Went overboard but the, you know, there was some guy I think was making a map back at that time of where he had found them, or of something. where all these things were popping up. Because you know, we even found some on a fog neck, but it was these black fly swatters. I bet it's the same. It probably off is the same <laughs> connex. You know, I was glassed and I look over and John's just kind of playing with this fly swatter. I'm like, well, why don't I have my camera (laughs) it would have been funny to get it right then but geez yeah the stuff you find on the beach well and i was i've thought about this because obviously when that went it was like foam balls and fly swatters how does the stuff get out okay like a connex goes over on one of these big ships (laughs) how does it get open like yeah uh, i don't know man i don't know maybe the pressure on the inside of the the it wasn't a tsunami. It wasn't the tsunami <laughs> yeah. debris because there was a bunch of stuff from Japan. Like my buddies on a fognac found, like I think they found some sake, like a case of sake. Oh, partying! There they you go. found <laughs> this little Japanese candy that was like sealed really well. All you know, all sort of buoys and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. The fly swatters are still turning up. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John, at least John had something to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going simple jack. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. We had, we had a good time. 
Yeah. And on November 4th, I guess it would have been, with Daylight Savings Time. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of screwed that one up. So like, our alarm was set for the same time it had been. And your phones didn't update or whatever? Well, no, phone did update, oh, right? Oh, it did. But I didn't know that that happened. Oh, yeah. So it's still an hour back or whatever the hell it would have been. So it was an hour earlier than it... Right, so my alarm went off, and it was still dark out. And oh, been gotcha. Hitting, I had been hitting snooze a time or two anyhow. <clears throat> so after, I think, the second time I hit the snooze button, I, the tent seemed way lighter than it had been because we've been waking up an hour and a half before it even got light. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit, John, daylight savings time. You know, so that morning, <laughs> that morning we just decided to go deer hunt. Yeah, everyone, that was a good morning, too. Yeah. Before noon, good. yeah, we did pretty good. Well, it sounded like... I don't know. I would have been chomping at the bit if I had been able to go because you guys were like, oh, seen 30 bucks today, <laughs> 40 bucks today. Yeah, it was absurd. It was and those those are probably conservative numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like you're sitting in one spot in glass and you're seeing a lot of a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. And there was no shortage of bucks. I I don't know. They were pretty thick. They were thick. Yeah. They were, <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot of pressure. <laughs> we kept saying, sure. you know, one yeah. of these days we're going to go deer hunt and it's going to be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. That one day where we kind of went exploring by this by this lake um, and when we were hunting bears, it was absurd because, like, it was where these valleys all came together. It was just mm-hmm. a perfect spot for them. And, just and, bucks uh, all over. Yeah, we weren't we weren't hunting them that day, but we we're like, all right, we're probably going to come back right here at some point in time because <laughs> it was like buck, 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 buck up they're bumping a doe and then up there's a pair of breeding and then like <laughs> man <laughs> nice open too you yeah. know with good cover to sneak around yeah and yeah so we went back there on the fourth and yep. climbed up and well hell we didn't even get to the spot and saw a nice buck oh, chasing yeah. a doe so john tatered him yeah i got him and we just left him down next to the lake gutted him out and left him there and then went up and hunted a little bit more and just got up just got up top like in the same spot where we pop up on the edge of the lake as we did last time and there's a buck 100 yards away i'm like well cool we'll looking buck get, too yeah, yeah stag buck we we'll try to get yeah. close to him and to shoot him with a bow and uh, he he wasn't having it and there was some does around so he was just kind of occupied on the does and so i told john after like 20 minutes I'm like, let me let me look at him through the crosshairs yeah just take a little look Boom. <laughs> so i, so I I looked at him through that, and um, he was pretty cool. So I was like, "Well, I'll shoot you." So I shot him, and we were started skidding him out. And John notices a another buck like up high, and we hadn't been up we hadn't been up where he had seen this buck yet. We didn't have to, you know, whatever. So I um, I was like, "Well, you know, we got this one and the other one." I'm like, "Got the hell with it! All right, I'll go." Yeah. So I grab my bow and I go up and um, saw a doe kind of like on the way up and then never saw the buck he was talking about but as i was getting towards the top i looked maybe like two or three hundred yards to the west and uh there was a a buck coming up a ridge that was going to come up into this flat area that Mm -hmm. i was basically to i'm like all right perfect so i sprinted over you know maybe 150 yards got got in like a little uh a little depression and uh he saw me you know, saw like the flash in my flannel shirt or something yeah. like that and just turned beeline, just started coming right to me. I'm like, all right. Thought this you is, were a deer. Yeah, I'm like, this is perfect, you know. And so I, I cut the distance a little bit more and um, he came he came around and saw me and didn't like, we're at 30 yards, you know. Yeah. Like he, he saw me and 
again and didn't really like what he had saw so he just kind of veered off so now he's like 35 40 yards whatever but the buck that was behind him he didn't care so he walked he walked up and walked right directly to me you know and, and he had that you know that cocky you know rutted up buck kind of looks so i was yeah. like oh man this is perfect so he pops up just a few yards away um i don't know six steps or something like that seven yards i don't know very close though right yeah <clears throat> and uh so drew back and i shot him right between both both legs that you know both shoulders or whatever like like head you on took a frontal yeah. shot and that arrow buried <laughs> all the way to the to the freaking knock all the way oh yeah he and didn't that, go anywhere <laughs> no that deer was tatered he had done though he ran 40 yards and fell over and you know so i quick knock another arrow this other buck is still at 35 yards but that's yeah. too far and so I started mouth grunting at him, whatever, and he turned and he's like, "Well, if this buck, you know, didn't like it, you know, got to be something over there, right?" So he turns and he walks right to me, and he got like below his little little hill that was in between us, where his eyes were out of sight. So I quick, like, move forward three or four yards, and he popped up like in the same exact spot. And now he's real <laughs> close, and but facing me again, I'm like, "Well, fuck, here we go." So I shot him, you know, frontal again, and that one buried to the fletch as well. I think that one disappeared. Well, like, because it broke the arrow yeah off. it went all the way into the back it went through the whole thing yeah and when we were cleaning them up or whatever i found the arrow both of them both arrows lodged into like the back ham yeah so i mean pretty good penetration for a 55 56 pound you bow. know 30 inches or whatever yeah yeah i mean there was no no uh question about the lethality of that thing but it, um, yeah and stuff like that you know right what would you say it's a 58 50, 56 56 pound stick bow what when up, yeah. there are a lot of guys shooting you know you see the videos all the time yeah. getting six inches eight inches of penetration right with a 75 pound compound yeah i guess what what i thought was the coolest part about that whole deal is that with a compound i would have shot both of those bucks before i got to experience any of the cool stuff that they did yeah you know, I would have, when he was at 30 yards, I'd have shot, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I was thinking like, damn, if I had a compound, like he'd yeah. be dead right now, you know. <laughs> um, and, but the way it all transpired, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't miss out on it. So it was pretty cool. So then I, that was, I yeah. found, you know, I looked, saw both bucks kind of go down. And uh, so I start walking back towards John and, you know, my adrenaline's going. So I, I went too far down the ridge, but anyhow, I figured out and looked back down the mountain you know, and he's like 200 yards below me. Um, and he's, you know, he's staring down the scope of his gun, like messing with the turret and shit. And I'm like, don't do it, John. <laughs> well, you pointed, not, you were pointing at your quiver or whatever, or like giving a thumbs up or something. And I was like, oh, he's pointing at that buck over there. He wants me to take him. <laughs> so then I got prone and I was on him. And I was like, oh, he's about 3.30, whatever. I would dial, I would get him. And then, and then he, no, <laughs> don't do it. He's like, what? I'm like, well, I, there's two dead up here he's like oh all right right on yeah sweet all right <laughs> we took care of that one moved the meat away from the gut pile and stuff and then climbed up and took care of the other two and then we packed those three and then the other that's kind of the nice thing about those little black tails is oh you were. could you can skin them debone them throw everything in your backpack and yeah yeah, I had, we each had a buck and a half coming off the mountain. oh yeah yeah i mean really if you, if you wanted to go heavy you could probably a guy could pack two whole deer he did john, did, john yeah. did yeah, yeah. Um, when we got back down to the lake he had to pack them back to the boat that we yeah. had and yeah we I thought just, we could get it into the lake but it, was, it wasn't <laughs> happening <laughs> no. 
<laughs> just tide was too too uh, too low to get the boat back up into the lake. But uh, it wasn't light. To, you know, a yeah. buck and a half. I mean, oh, yeah. I, it was over 100 pounds. We left the bone in too bone for in. hanging yeah. on the meat. Yeah, just because just we, we could. But. but yeah, they fit in a pack fine. And we just had, you know, empty packs to start with. Water. Didn't even bring a spotting scope. Mm-hmm. Um, game bags, water, knife the bare essentials i don't even think we had food we didn't eat food the whole day we didn't eat any food the whole day because we, we got up late and then didn't i was even like maybe we should eat breakfast and then you're we like you're like we gotta go and, I was like, <laughs> All right. and then we didn't bring i think we had like one little debbie a piece on the <laughs> mountain or something that i had left in the pack oh no you you brought that jerky i brought and you tried to give it to me i'm like no dude I, like my adrenaline was going so much <laughs> yeah. at this point i'm like i don't want no food you know yeah but we ate big that night when yeah. we got back well and that was all before noon that all this happened wasn't it yeah. oh yeah we were back at the camp at around noon and just started eating and yeah it was a, a quick one half day of yeah, could have easily shot six bucks. I oh, think, if you yeah. wanted to. there's no. I think to that. Yeah. I had when when you were up there. I had that little forky walk to twenty yards from me, and I was like, oh crap. And then I was like, well, he might be good meat. And I just had the crosshairs on on his head there at twenty yards on the pack, <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> the the buck you shot was great. Though. Oh That's yeah, great yeah, he's, he's my best anyway. He, he looked he looked smaller when we when he was chasing that doe but once you got up to him and brought him down i'm like that's a hell of a buck so oh, yeah that was a good one right you know ninety five hundred inch bucks over there man i uh <laughs> crosshairs reminds me of my sheep <laughs> when he's sitting there and i can just see the top half of his head and i'm like you know perfect rest i'm like i know i could shoot him right, right between there. the eyes <laughs> yeah we'd have got it done if he'd have killed another one but I was frankly kind of surprised you didn't kill two more. <laughs> well, you know, when after we got out of there with those ones, then we were kind of like, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of more into. All right, well, we're gonna get back into more into back going into, home and no, <laughs> m- more into more into getting back into the bear side of things because yeah. we we spent that morning there and we're like, all right, well, that was fun. You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll poke back in there or whatever. And yeah, then I, I actually had a goal and um, I didn't I didn't wind up doing it because we got tied up with other stuff and my goal was to just sit on this river bottom on a bucket, Michigan hillbilly <laughs> style, and, yeah. shoot, and shoot a buck just yeah. sitting there. <laughs> Next time. I'm going to get a bucket buck. I am going to do it. <laughs> just sitting on a bucket. Is that just, what they do back there? That, that's what they do. Yeah, you drive a, drive like a grayling, and you'll, you'll just see people posted up sitting on buckets. On the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That the way I did it, but plenty do. 40-mile style. That is 40-mile style. Yeah, I was wishing you'd have been able to join us for that whole <laughs> discussion. My brother-in-law came over, and we talked about that, which eh, we can do whatever we want that uh john happened to be up there and yep yeah we went up and uh and uh we didn't bring any any machines or anything we just figured that we'd huff it and uh and first first light in the morning we saw um kind of getting a tangent here but we saw some caribou there on the side of the road there's people everywhere and i was talking to her and i'm like well we went after them and it was just really high pressure there was people everywhere they were watching and um and then she just wasn't really feeling it and i was like yeah it's totally and completely understandable oh yeah um so then so then we're just kind of we went and drove down the road towards central and then we came back to eagle there where there's a ton of people and you know we're like well let's try hiking up this like there's this kind of mountain here it's like there's no tracks here except for caribou maybe some fled the war zone and are hiding up there and yeah and so we climbed for about an hour and got up in there and then uh sure enough poked in there's probably a hundred bulls in this group and and um she actually spotted them first so she was pretty stoked and uh 
and um, 220 yard shot no idea we were there so we, we actually had a pretty good experience that day except for that like, part of it that, anyway. that yeah. part of it anyway we're you know we're like and then the the caribou actually wound up going up the mountain and she was kind of like following him after she had killed or just looking at him mm-hmm. it was cool or whatever i'm like don't don't do don't go that way because yeah. they were like dropping down towards eagle yeah. where everybody was again <laughs> oh man and hit the dirt <laughs> <laughs> yep yep oh man yeah, that, and that's the like one thing where I get, and I, I was you know looking, I wasn't aware at the time, but they do have, I think it's it's a draw, but they do have a youth season up there like starting August first, but ah, man, just like at least the the hunt I was in, I would not want to take my kid to. No, it, it just you know, like like you said, it's the pressure, like if you whether it's a kid or just someone who who is new to hunting or if you're wanting a quality hunting experience, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you want a nice, like where you can take your time and. A lot of uh, people don't know the difference between like the quality hunting experiences we've all had compared to the bum rush kind of shit. I think that's true. You know, cause there, there's been more than one people, more than one person that I've talked to that, Oh, it was great. You know, we had a great time, you know, yeah. and well, like just sh- blasting a caribou <laughs> doesn't make it a great time for me. Yeah. I mean, it was <clears throat> more positive than negative, but uh, in our case, but geez, I mean, it's just. The stuff that we appreciate about a quality hunt does not exist. Um, yeah. And maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's being, you know, people would think it's, you know, us being snobbish because we're used to going, going. Well, I don't and putting the work in to go hunting where we don't have to deal with a ton of other people. Yeah. And there's, you know, however large, a certain chunk of people that that's the kind of hunting. Like, I mean, people, you know, someone that just moved up here from Michigan, you know, any number of places, that may be normal to them. Yeah, where they're just, you know, that it's all about perspective, you know, and and honestly like like she had a great time and like yeah. and and we were fortunate enough to actually put a stock on. The animals weren't like being chased all over the place and they were just hidden. Like they were, you know, they were hunkered down and yeah. trying to survive. The, <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, so actually we had a pretty good experience there and um we were we were laughing cuz like at one point we were up there and I heard boom, 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 boom and then God damn it! <laughs> just echoing, and then we just started rolling. I was like, "Oh my oh, god!" Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even as far back as we were, it was just if you just you know sh- shut the machine off while we're gutting our caribou, you just hear. Sounds sounds a lot Every like direction. opening day of gun season in Wisconsin. It was worse, man. It was oh. it was like Detroit <laughs> on New Year's, man. It was like <laughs> I, a guy a guy AR cocked sideways, just goom 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 side of the room. Going, oh my god! <laughs> you saw that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I saw I saw um, a husband and wife get out of their truck, um, middle of the road, and uh, and actually we were we were chasing caribou too but they uh just started firing across the road at these and they dropped two wounded another one i don't know if they knew that they had wounded that other one or not um but it just was was like oh my gosh and we wound up you know definitely some some stuff going on up there there was one that hopefully was claimed there were snow machine tracks that led up to it and it was dead so i was like i was like well you know i don't 
I kind of want to cut this thing up and get it out of here, but at the same time, like maybe they're full up and going to come back. So we wanted to give them a chance to do that. Yeah. Well, and especially because had you already killed one this year? No, I hadn't. Or excuse me. No, yeah, I had. So I I, I didn't have a tag. So yeah, she had her tag. And and what are they going to say? You know, it's like you want to do the right thing because there are, I think, a lot of caribou on that hunt that get abandoned yo i think so but, so you, it's like oh you know i don't want this thing to go to waste but what's gonna happen when you show up at the road with two bulls and one tag exactly you know then you're gonna explain that and, and that just looks bad or whatever but you know i, I they, they'd probably understand at that point in time i, I imagine yeah. they had their hands full that day i don't I know i think so i, I you know i heard because I, I was looking at the trooper dispatches like trying to keep an eye to uh. see how many how many tickets got were written i mean my cousin the next day, I think, said that he saw a trooper. He was up there the second day and said he saw a trooper truck coming back full of antlers and. Oh yeah, I believe it. And stuff, you know. But you know, on the other, I never did see any dispatches like the police blotter on you know yeah. for the troopers pop up on it. Hmm. Someone told me they didn't think a lot of tickets were written because it's uh, it's an either sex hunt. Yeah. But you know, and it makes sense. It's. I think there's just a horrendous amount of like shooting from the road, shooting across the road, sure. shooting through and wounding, but from the road and, prove it, and know, off on, the road cross firing. I was seeing that too. Like, it sounds dangerous, but at the same time, I'm glad they do it because you know it allows people to go up there and it does. Uh, it's all about perspective. That could be you know that could be like my convenient. hunting trip of the year. Yeah, yeah successful. It's like, convenient. So, it's yeah. Well, time, it's so. yeah, it's and cool that's that. why I kind of ha- I kind of have mixed feelings. I mean, I don't think. I, I can't believe it's continued as it does. Sounds dangerous. For now. I mean, uh, yeah, dangerous you know. and then looking bad. You know, like you saw, <laughs> see, you know, a crippled bull with his back broke trying to climb up a hill. No one around. Way far away, too. Yeah, he was going up. And, you know, I, you know. A, a lot of people weren't, you know, the people that, that didn't um, that didn't bring machines. A lot of people didn't want to hike or whatever. Um, yeah. Like when I, I came back down because I didn't bring the kill kit up with us uh-huh. and um she stayed with the caribou and i came back down and there was a kid and his dad and they were like this sucks this is a horror show blah 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 it's such a crap shoot and then i was like to the kid i was like hey you want to kill one come with me like just come with me right now like you know or i was talking to his dad his dad didn't want to do it and i was like just he was probably 14 or whatever and i'm yeah. like just come with me you'll kill one there's there's nice bulls up here and uh, he he went about twenty yards, and then like, and I'm like okay, man, I tried. <laughs> so they either want super easy, or yeah, yeah, you know, and for him, he yeah. might have felt weird too. He's just yeah, of with some fourteen year old. Come on, let's go get you one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like come on up the mountain. <laughs> come on, oh, we're not gonna get into that. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> oh lord, predator. <laughs> But, uh, no, yeah, it's, I mean, like I was telling my, my brother-in-law, Nate, I was like, uh, someone's eventually going to get killed. So what do they do? What are, like, what would you recommend? I don't know. I was thinking about this a couple weeks I, ago. I, don't, I was like, I don't know what to even. The only way would be a limited, it would have to be like, we're, you know, they'd have to give a away show. a limited amount of tags, like in order to do it. it yeah. But, but, if, they even, but if your quota is 500 and then you say, we're going to give 500 tags, they're in close proximity to the road. Um, we're going to give away gonna be 500 people. everybody right there. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, you run be, into yeah. like, like down in unit 13, you know, the Nelchina stuff, you know, and like. You have a year where the herd's not doing as good. Well, all right. Well, the draw tags got cut short. Mm-hmm. I think, and they shortened up the tier, mm-hmm. 
the tear tags, I think, down there too. I mean, it's just a problem. Anytime you have a bunch of caribou, which are not the brightest animals on the planet, yeah. really close to the road, well, you, like people are just going to be there. It's, well, I, I, I think the, the main problem is that they have it open for a day or two. So everybody goes up there on that day or two. It's like yeah. a derby. So, Man, get them now or don't. So if know. it was kind of, yeah. if it was spread out, like you just left it open, but you had a quota that was going to be met one way or the other, you know, they want a quota met. Then they but, wouldn't be forcing everybody to go yeah. on the same weekend or same day. That, I mean, that congregates a ton of people by doing that. Yeah, it does. However, how are they going to not go over the quota? They went over it on this. They one. went over it on this one. Yeah. Don't you think that if it was open for a longer period of time, it would be easier to manage the quota? Maybe because it would trickle Maybe in it, instead of just being. You know, this it, bum it rush might be. A, it de- yeah. I definitely think it would be not as bad. Because you do get this, like, got to get it now or not, it's not yeah. going to happen mentality. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, open I mean, they're going to they're gonna supposedly, I guess, quit shooting wolves in the 40 mile for f- four or five years, whatever, to see what happens. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh. Wait, who said that that's a DFG thing or? Uh, yeah, I think because they, they shut the private guys down and I don't know if the state's going to continue. I continue doing it or stop doing it for what it's worth whatever i what i heard was that they they were stopping that wolf control for a few years to see you know oh, basically yeah. see the effect <sighs> well you can probably guess what the effect i wonder be. what that's yeah come on now that's silly but so i don't know another another i'm no expert more but. competition <laughs> for the for the resource but yeah i mean it's i just don't know what you would i don't know what you'd even do man it's uh you know whether it's, it's you say you know closed within a mile of the road or but then but then you you piss the people off that don't have machine you know don't have machines and I would there's there's no, I don't think anything you could do to that would make everybody happy I think the answer would be to spread that season out longer open it in August and leave it open until the quota whatever the quota is for you know the tailor and the steez I don't know what I don't know anything about it but I would just say yeah. if it was open longer, then people wouldn't be forced to all run. Like, it dude, might. I was I was thinking like when you guys were driving up there, it must have been like the ants go marching in. You know, it, was, it, it was, was it was the ants go marching in. That's like, what it, that's exactly it. Like you come around a bend, see a straightaway as far as you could see ahead of you. It was taillights and. Oh, it was, yeah. I, I pulled over a couple times because I drive real slow, and I was holding up, you know, 500 cars behind me, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, and trailers. This, well, this it was is... like that, and then people, it's like a white trash road race. People are trying <laughs> right. to yeah. zoom past, like, oh, I'm going to get to the caribou before you do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, we're all going to the same place, and jeez. Yep. yep. Yep, I was. I, although it's not, you know, it's not always like that. This year was was kind of nuts, and with their proximity, like um, like last year when when Nick was uh, serving abroad, I, I I took his wife out, and we uh, we we didn't see any caribou um when we went, but like the weekend before that, it was more drawn out. Last year, the weekend before yeah. that, I took a buddy, and he got his first on the road or whatever. It was then, open for a few weeks or something. It was open a while last year, basically all winter. Yeah, um, it was it was great because they they did a, a short opening and everybody went. No one killed any. Yeah, because they weren't on the you know. Yeah, they thought they were on the road, but they weren't. And then, like I literally shot mine. I had to wait for it to get off the road to shoot it. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. It was, yeah. it was awesome, except I, it's the only, and I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, 
didn't do anything wrong, so I can't get in trouble. But it's the only 100%. Well, it's for a a 100% legally taken animal to have to doctor the scene is pretty bad. Yeah. Like, because he, you know, they were, I came around the corner and they're standing in the middle of the road, like 10 of them. So I pull over, get out, standing there, and there's, you know, very low traffic on the road. There's nobody out there. So I'm waiting, waiting to see which side they go to. And up here, both the animal, you can't shoot on, on or across a road. You have to be off the drivable surface of the road, and the animal does too, or you're shooting on the road or across it. So I had to wait for them to decide which side of the road they were going to go to, and they were going left. So I go over there, and they're about 75 yards away, get off the road, pound down a spot in the snow, you know, in the kind of the snow berm off the road, and they'd go up over this berm that the plow trucks pushed up. They'd go over the berm, and when they dropped down, you couldn't see them anymore. So I waited for this one, you know, a good one in the clear with no none behind it. Got on top of the berm, bang, and it fell back onto the road. Oh shit! Onto the hard top. I'm like, <laughs> shit. I was like, I know the truck. I know the talk I'm gonna get if a friggin' trooper comes around the corner right now. Yep. So I, even though it was, you know, really, could have you would have seen hair, you know, blown yeah, out to be able to see right, where yeah. it was shot. <laughs> I, you know, went up there and. Drug it off the road to, to gut it, and then I'm like, now I got bloody drag marks from the road from off. The road, yep. So I'm like, shit. That's drag that's, it back through the drag marks across the road to the other side. That's that's funny because when I went when I went with my buddy Peter last year and um for his first big game hunt up here, he uh he pulled the trigger on his and in the shoulder like that, and then his uh it dropped and then just butt scooted into the middle of the road and started doing cartwheels in the oh, middle of the road. Man. So it was just like, it looked like a bloody blender in the middle of the road. Oh. And, then, and then he was all like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, let's just load a hole in the truck and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's got reflexes kicking me and stuff as we're dragging it into the bed of the truck. Like, <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Same thing, but. The old 40 mile, I don't know what's going to be done about it. But like, you know, I said, someone's, if, if it keeps going like it's going, Someone's going to end up getting killed, or dare I say it, PETA will get a hold of some video of cripples oh, running around. Yeah, and it's no good. You know, that just would be yeah. would be bad. It's it's pretty, I do not exaggerate when I say it's a pretty pitiful scene. <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot of shooting, a lot of borderline ethical stuff that kind of goes into that derby mentality. It was like, you know, they used to, borderline. They used to manage <laughs> fisheries like that too, where it's like, you know, where you have, you, you have like a set quota that everybody knows mm-hmm. is going to get filled and they make questionable decisions in order to, to fill it, like go out in bad weather, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, you kinda, were talking about that. Yeah. That's kind of what the, you wind up. That's what exactly what that is. In my opinion is I, I think that it has the potential to, to make good people turn bad. Well, and, and I, yeah, I think even people that you just naturally, when you're put in that situation where you know there's a ton, especially I'm talking like hunting on the road, even where we were back off the road, there was people everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, everyone was courteous and, you know, not trying, trying not to get in everybody's way and whatnot. But, you know, that on the road, it's like a herd comes, <laughs> comes barreling through. Like yeah. once the shooting starts, there would be, 
it'd be natural to get this panicky, like, oh, I got to get one, or, or this is going to, this is my chance. Yeah, this is it. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of surprised they don't make you wear Hunter Orange for They, I, they should. As stupid That'd as I like think that little, is, I think they ab, should. Yep. It's like I mean, recommended, I but it should be. I think I know, it should be. I know legal. why they make us wear it in Wisconsin and Michigan. <laughs> Same. And there's a lot of fucking people hunting <laughs> yeah. at once. Well, and, I mean, it was, <clears throat> I just couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't fucking believe it, man. I mean, and I, I, there was, I wore an orange vest and then there was a few people around and like, I, I was like glad some people did. Yeah, it's smart. Because even just an orange hat, you stick out like a sore thumb. It's not going to, I mean, it's not going to hurt your chances of killing something. No. I don't think. What And what I, t- <laughs> I was laughing with Nate about cracked me up so many people like, snow camo like head to toe camo <laughs> snow camo all this stuff i'm like this is not Whoa. a hunt you want to kind of be seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or look like a brown and white thing. yeah <laughs> i mean holy shit like and they're, they're not the brightest critters that you know yeah <sighs> i mean we were... literally like uh, i mean it was a tough hunt i didn't walk 50 yards all day <laughs> I mean, we literally post, you know, I'm like, all right, well, we're these bulls, yeah. they're probably going to come this way. So we just park, sit down and they <laughs> walk by I me. Mean, where else are they going to go? Any direction they go, they're going to get shot at. So, Man. yeah, that's, that's funny. Dressing up. It was look a lot like a caribou in snow camo, wouldn't you? Oh, man. Oh, no. I just <laughs> kind of do. Yeah. That's With that, that, I mean, it still just cracks me up how, yeah, you know, no matter what hunt, there's a certain, you know, certain amount of people that they're going to be decked out in their, in their camis, their real tree or whatever, like <laughs> head to toe. Winter, winter hunt, it's all snow. They got their green, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and some of that granted is because they're close, you know, the, the clothes that are most suited to that hunt obviously that they have or camo but oh yeah you know that does happen but I, I just wear value world wools cosby sweaters value value village value yeah, yeah. value village <laughs> yeah. specials they got a nice supply of wool rich wool from wool rich wool man. eight bucks man. you can get some nice stuff there sometimes <laughs> I, man yeah, i picked up two nice wool rich uh, flannels uh a couple weeks ago with Steph, and I think less than 15 bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't been through there in a while. I think Frank was saying he found a nice, like, down parka there last year. He oh, did yeah. say that, yeah. For super cheap, you know, like a several hundred dollar jacket. <laughs> yeah, there's some nice stuff to be had there. Yeah, when I'm in the lower 48, that's uh, that's that's high on my hit list because there's so many of those shops and, and all kinds of stuff in the Michigan. Oh, yeah. in Michigan so I, I always go around and find people get rid of wool and big numbers down there i think it's scratchy whatever i don't know but it's you can find some pretty good stuff yeah yeah that was a pretty <clears throat> stylish sweater you had on the on kodiak no oh, you talking about my turtleneck oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's, that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> the cosby sweater mm-hmm. i think i like i like hunting in wool quite a bit i would i that's all i do yeah, yeah. pretty much it's comfortable doesn't stink as much anyways i was pretty ripe at the end of that kodiak trip my <laughs> god felt bad for the, the woman on the airplane here, she didn't want to say anything but she was at the aisle seat her she had her head poked out halfway into the aisle and i'm going oh, his no. uh his boots smelled well 
like shit. Just shit. <laughs> Just shit. Yeah, I, he was a few rows away from me, but I could still, I still had the that musky oh, little smell. Man. <laughs> man. And then we ate, we ate this Chinese food too in Kodiak. That was actually the most dangerous part of the bear hunting trip. Was that Chinese food? This we ordered. Uh, Nick ordered Mongolian beef, and I ordered some chicken thing, and I had like two bites of mine, and I was like, "Oh, this is heinous." I'm thinking, and then Nick eats a bite of his, just like terrible. Yeah, just I was like, "Try, like, try this, try this." And then I, I took a bite of it, and it was like burnt fat, is what it tasted like. like. The and meat then, like, was like fatty and burnt, yeah. with like a bitter thing on it. And then they brought us egg rolls. We're like, "All right, we'll see how terrible." Maybe, maybe the egg rolls, and then dipped it in that, and it was like this seaweedy, like rotten, and oh, it was horrible. What, like chaps my ass about the whole situation is that we were going to to pizza to get pizza. Then yeah. the rain eaten there. We got pushed like, into the Chinese restaurant. Right, but it was pissing rain so bad that we stopped like a hundred short of the pizza place to go to the Chinese place. Like, ah, oh, fuck it. Right? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. We go in there. Man. Were she... you going to go to the pizza pit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, their pizza's good. so good. It's yeah. good. When we uh, go hunting this spring, we got back into town. Me and John Whipple went over there and went ordered pizza because it's right next to the brewery, yep. where the brewery is now, and brought we each ate an entire large pizza. I don't doubt it. <laughs> right yeah, on. It's good. We we were there in 2016. And, and, <laughs> Three uh, pizzas they dropped yeah. right there. The way they make their pizza is uh, <laughs> like this conveyor belt, right? And uh, Matthew was with us, and he owns a pizza place in Missoula, so yeah. he was really interested. In, like, he likes going to pizza shops and talking to you know other owners and yeah. shit. Anyhow, so I don't know if they were just distracted by like the company or, or what, <laughs> but three of them came off the conveyor belt and landed on the floor we ended up waiting over an hour it for was a, like two yeah because like then they, <laughs> he then kept like, coming out yeah saying, sorry. Sorry. so then Another the third time like, like the third time three? he sent the really pretty girl over to let us know because he was just like all right i'm done and then she we, comes over like, <laughs> we didn't care it was so <laughs> like good. we were laughing yeah it was it was but, funny but that's where we were trying to go. We ended up in Chinese place. It, the Ch- it was so bad that I actually like had to. I had to, actually had to tell her too. This little I'm like, old, I'm not, nice old lady. I was like, this is just uh, like we we can't do this. This is horrible. Uh, I'm trying to like, think of the 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 place you guys. It's are pe- Peking or whatever. Oh, it's right. I've right. never eaten there. Or don't don't do it. We were sick all day from eating three bites. Like we left there. That's where the day deteriorated. Like oh. we got in a taxi cab. I was like, Nick, I don't feel very good. He's like, I know. I know. Me neither. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, man. I, uh, the only, uh, like, I think it's a Thai place. Is it that faux noodle or whatever that's down, that, down that's the road the, towards, like, Walmart, kind of? That's what the cabbie was telling us is better. Noodles. Yeah, no- noodles, noodles something. Place. Yeah, he said it was better. Yeah, that place was all right. You can only have so much Henry's, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. We had dinner there the night before, so. Yep. But either way, yeah, I mean, it's just. You see a Chinese place, you're like, oh, you can't go wrong. Oh, you yeah. can go very wrong, apparently. My goodness. You came to the wrong place. Yo, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> you spoiled. Weird. Um, it's like, yeah, I don't know. This wasn't very good, you know. I pay for the drinks and stuff, and she wasn't having it. She's like, well, she cut one of the meals off, and it was still like 30 bucks. I'm like, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so we paid her what she asked for, but it was she wasn't understanding what we were saying. Like we didn't eat this. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, like, sorry. I had a bite, and I'm sick now. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, okay rough. though. Yep. Whatever. The water bird. under the bridge. Yeah, right? water, water under, under the, the fridge. fridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a rocket appliance. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> no, we had a good trip down there. I I always like going to Kodiak and shit. If you can be there around Halloween. And, you know, first week of November, the, the deer are really, 
really something. Yeah. That, see, I always, I would always go, you know, there for a few years, go to a fog neck on over Thanksgiving and they were still rutting hard. That's pretty cool. You know, I think probably any time between begin, you know, that first three weeks in November. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm sure it varies a little bit, but oh, geez, we, they would respond to calling so well. Well, yeah, I mean, as far as calling goes, everything we did was pretty much with our mouth, just yeah. just regular, just gr- I mean, just normal deer. But holy sounds. shit, you want to be out there and you know, just one of those little reeds. I keep saying it, but those little freaking plastic deer yep. talk things. Yeah, 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 and freaking deer come yeah. running everywhere from I've, everywhere. <clears throat> I've done that type of thing on Prince of Wales once and. It worked pretty well, but I mean, it like, cause I, you know, there's guys that use the all oh, the little can whitetail can bleat. I've done that, but those few. those mule deer calls, like, cause I've heard those does and fawns bleating before. Right. One time, in particular, we caught some swimming across the channel. You know, they're right in front of us, so we just like kind of wait. We're watching them and taking pictures and stuff. But yeah. that doe and fawn were bleating back and forth. Sounded exactly. Like I don't that call. <clears throat> aside from the one doe that we watched get bred, I don't. I don't think the does were quite ready yet. There was a lot of bucks yeah. chasing does, a yeah, lot they of bucks chasing, with does. Yeah. yeah, but there wasn't a lot of like um, you know does. You, that, you spend enough time around deer, you, you start to realize like what a doe like in heat ready to get bred looks yeah. like. The bucks were staying with does and stuff, but they weren't uh, buying their time. They, yeah, it was just kind of any minute. Yeah. And so. You know, there was still bucks with bucks, and then there was yeah. bucks trying to keep other bucks away. And if you're bow hunting, man, that's like the perfect situation to be in. Oh, Because, yeah. I mean, they just do stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah like, do. I mean, aside from just being close, like, how good did that feel just burying the arrows? Good. It was that, good. I was that I was, curve. I was thinking, you know, the other day that, you know, being able to hunt with a recurve and have some success this year on you know five or six animals that geez man that was fun it was fun yeah <laughs> it was a lot more fun than if i would have just hunted with the compound all year yeah it's pretty cool and it's time. it's just something you can't you know yeah and you know did a little bit of everything you know baiting and spot and stock and calling and whatever like it was fun yeah so yeah i'm still a little jealous that I had to I had to bail on that, but I got no one to blame but myself. Uh, we'll go again next year. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll happen. happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back every year at least for deer. I, I don't know. It might be a biannual thing for me. <laughs> and, you know, but either way, yeah, maybe. I, yeah. I've been every year up, since I've been here. I'm gonna keep going. I'll, yeah. Who I'm? Who am I kidding? I'm gonna wind up going. Yeah. I always wind up going. It's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of stuff's kind of slowing down around here, but you know, of course, that local. None of us killed a moose this year, so yeah. none of that local little archery yeah, archery be. management area season is going to open back up. And you guys have fun. I'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I where took, you, I took where are you headed again? Going to Idaho. Deer hunt. Nice. Yeah. Just yeah. the recurve, or uh, my compound is not in. It's in dire straits at the moment, so yeah, I'm just going to take the recurve. She's ready to rock. And I've hunted this place before, and I've had opportunities that, you know, bucks that I didn't really want to shoot with a compound, yeah. but I'd, I'll take a doe if Mule I deer have or whitetails? Mule deer, yeah. Dude, get, get one of those, order one of those deer talk calls. You might have to. It's it's worth a shot. Like, I, I, you know, I don't understand why they're not more popular down in the States. They're not right. going to work all the time. Yeah. But uh, even my dad and I, we called, you know... 
when I was like 10 years old, we called in a lot of deer, you know, even early season, but like November, December, early December calling coyotes, calling coyotes, we called in. Yeah, I was just going to say One spot, that, like six bucks. Yeah, that predator call, that you same thing you use for a coyote works really well for mule deer as well. Yeah, you know, just and to, I mean, last time I was down in Colorado, I had I was using the Fox Pro, but tried a mule deer distress, you know, in one, one stand and then left 20 minutes later, <clears throat> came driving, or, you know, however long later, mm-hmm. came driving back and there's a herd of mule deer standing right there. Where you just were Where calling. we were calling from. <laughs> Yeah, the hunt that I'm about to do, it's like migration and rut kind of all at once. Yeah. So if the weather's good, it's usually a really fun time. And if by good, I mean bad. Like it's got, you know, you yeah. get, it's that snowy, windy shit. And um, it really, really gets them moving. So Yeah. Sorry for getting all that blacktail hair on your shirt, John. Well, you know, it's, it's all right. I deer think hide a couple I have. of mustard stains on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, dude, I would seriously try it though, especially if it's during the rut. Do you have one? I thought I had one somewhere. They're oh. they're cheap. They're like eight bucks or something. Okay. Maybe not eight, but I don't know. But they're they're not they're inexpensive and probably probably about eight bucks and what thirty bucks shipping. <laughs> thirty bucks shipping sounds about right. <laughs> what did I buy just recently? I bought something and and oh, I bought some. Yeah, I bought some stuff for my boots, and the I think they were, I think it was like thirteen dollars, and shipping was thirty five. <laughs> like, okay, well I need it, so I bought See, it, and I sent him an email right away, and I'm like, guys, this is like you can put this in an envelope. Yeah, <laughs> it, there's no way that it, yeah. you know whatever. And he wrote me back. He's like, yeah, we're sorry, blah blah blah. It's just the way the website works. You know, it automatically does the the shipping. See, like Three Rivers Archery, who <clears throat> if you don't know is a you know basically traditional archery catalog and supply place you know but uh they it seems like it's been better for a long time it's like i wouldn't even order anything from there unless i had to order like 50 to 100 dollars worth of stuff to make it worth it to make it worth it for the shipping because it could be a package of field points 30 dollars shipping or whatever it was like the flat (laughs) but it has it has been better that I bought a clicker a couple months ago. Ooh. You know, that weighs a couple ounces, right? Yeah. If that. I mean, literally yeah. put an envelope, and I think it was 20 bucks shipping, and I wrote the same thing on there. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> they didn't change the price, though. The other company did. They you ref- could put it in a large flat rate box and still be cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Nice. I didn't use it very long, though. I wasn't a fan of it. You didn't like it? So you no, I, I gave it my best effort. I, I put it on there, and I put a... Um, redid the cord and stuff to it and um i know i I know i had it set up right i know it was right where my draw was but i just something about it i just didn't like so yeah see i've never i've never tried one yeah aaron told me and another guy told me and another guy told me like hey put this on it'll help out a lot but my problem wasn't getting the full draw my problem was like learning where to be looking and and you know yeah see for for guy like some guys, including, yeah, not. I don't struggle with it so much anymore. Um, from what I understand, the purpose and what it primarily can help with is, you know, a guy will get to, you get to full draw in your anchor, and it helps you show that you're expanding just enough, you know, so that you're releasing that arrow. And different guys will do different things. Like Aaron's told me, he. he 
he doesn't always shoot right when the clicker goes off, mm. but he uses it to like ping, you know, click, and then he knows he's right at the perfect spot. So basically, to insure, the purpose is to ensure you're releasing at the same draw length every single shot. Um, some guys use it as a trigger, like a psycho trigger or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I got Play-Doh mine, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so like, you know, you have part of, just integrate as part of your shot sequence. So you you draw, get to full anchor and start expanding and squeezing your shoulder blades together. And it just creeps your draw a little bit longer. And as soon as that thing goes, so that as soon as that thing goes off, that tells your brain to let go. But Uh, I don't know, you know, I. Me Personally, I know that I'm shooting best when I'm not thinking about anything. And having yeah. the clicker there, I was thinking about it too much. And I, I left it on there for the better part of a month, and I shot quite a bit. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if this this is for yeah. me. Because it was just a secondary or tertiary or whatever the hell you want to call it. Just something in my head that I was thinking about. And, yeah, whatever. Anyhow, back to shipping. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shipping up here is pretty ridiculous i could see how it could help a lot of people that short draw though or or creep forward like they collapse in their shot because i i have struggled with that in the past where you you're yep you're where your your draws you call it um collapsing where you're creeping forward and forward you're right right before your shot i'm i think i learned and i'm thankful for it just watching you and your dad shoot you know so i was around guys that shot a, a recurve properly um you, most people that you notice when they shoot a recurve, they're snap shooting, mm-hmm. you know. But I've learned through you guys to come anchor, you know, get to a full draw, anchor, take your time, and then shoot. You don't, ha- you know, you don't have to draw back and just let it go. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I, I've been, you know, when I shoot, I, I take my time and I draw back. I got a good anchor. Some other people have commented like, "Man, you got a you know, pretty solid, like, I guess mechanics, right?" Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that anyhow ever well, and without I, seeing you guys shoot. And I knew you know I figured you would pick it up pretty well because you already had solid compound mechanics, and a lot of those are similar. Right. And it's similar principles. There's obviously like a few things you have to tweak, and some more error that you're introducing by not having like a single point touching the string. And yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh that snap shooting and i you know i I think it's just natural you know you see like back in the day there wasn't any really like you know your experts were like fred asbell or whatever (laughs) and just had developed guys developed their own way of shooting and it was just accepted that it was you know if you shot okay at 20 yards you know well be fine that's good enough you know i want to shoot as well as i possibly can right you know and and i think just that desire to to be as good of a shot as you can is is not a bad thing but that that you you see the snap shooters there's very there are a few guys that can do it well that can do it but if you like slow-mo it they're doing exactly they have exactly the same form and shot sequence they just don't hold at their anchor Okay. You know, they're they're kind of doing a lot of this align they're doing a lot of this alignment as they draw the bow, but their release and follow through is the same like the Jeff Cavanaugh. Have you ever seen any of his videos? 
No. Canadian guy. No. He shoots really fast and he's a really good shot, you know, especially at certain distances and can like shoot clay pigeons out of the well, air. That kind of stuff you have to but, snap shoot. You're forced yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. He and I. Th- There's a time for it, I will say, yeah, for but, sure. But, but him in particular, like if you look, his mechanics are all good. On point. They're all like they're supposed to be. Whereas, you know, like when I. You know, you could have said I was a snap shooter at one time when I just had target panic because I couldn't freaking get the get back to my anchor without letting go of the string. Yeah, I you know shooting a compound growing up shooting a compound you're you're used to being at full draw for a bit and settling in and shooting and stuff and then yeah. after I saw you you and your dad shoot and you stay at full draw and you get everything the way it's supposed to be and then you shoot it was easy to continue doing that as opposed to you know when i first started shooting the recurve you, you think know, you was, got a hunch way over yeah, no you know pull it yeah. grip it and grip it and rip it you know you just yeah. you see guys doing that and you think that's yeah. that's shoot. how it's done where well, a lot of guys also start or shoot bows that are way too way heavier than they should be shooting um i don't cant the bow either uh, not no. even a little bit i shoot straight up and down a lot like your dad yeah. does i do i do the same thing i mean with that long bow i had to the, yeah to can't although I would bend at the hip, so I, you know, I'm not canning it necessarily as opposed, you yeah. know, in, it's the same orientation where if I'm shooting straight up and down with a, you know, yeah. standing straight up, I just bend at the hip to right. get that cant, and so I could, I could not bang it on my tree, on my leg in the tree stand, because it's like a 68-inch longbow. What I didn't like about it was, um, well, for one, a wood bow is noisy as hell when you're carrying it through the brush and it hits every little, you know, and Cody has yeah. a lot of, a lot yeah. of like brush and those, it might not be thick, but they're, you know, it's, you know, the, what the hell is that stuff that grows next Devil's to the Club? grass? No, the thick, uh, it's like, you know, it's freaking wood, you know, it's like sticks growing up out is of the, the ground. Calp, the pushki stems? What the hell is this Cal stuff, parsnip? John? You know what I'm talking about, but every time your bow hit it, it ding, it's like, ding, <laughs> ding. Yeah. It, it's like a wood. hollow... Isn't that cow parsnip? It is socks? the parsnip. Yeah, it's so, the stuff that just. just yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, but it's all dried up this time of year, so it's super loud. That yeah. made noise, and then the other stuff that grows right next to alder patches—it's brown or whatever. Um, every time you go through there, the bow was hitting it. So I, I didn't like how noisy it was because yeah. it's definitely noisier. Um, but after you know, when you, if it had been stalking something other than a buck, those bucks are making noise anyhow, so it was no big deal. But um, with the. Uh, you know, you're stalking a bear or something that might have been an issue. And then the other thing I didn't like was, um, you know, putting it on your backpack. You oh, know, Going yeah. up and down with a backpack and you got a, you know, 60-inch bow on your back and it's hitting the ground below you. And I, I don't know how people are doing it. How 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 are you pack? I mean, sometimes you can't really carry it in your hand, you know, because you're, you're trying to use your, both your hands to climb up. Yeah, shit. I haven't really yeah. backpacked, hunt, you know, hunted, done a lot of hunts with it where I can't carry it, you know. This sheep hunt will be an interesting, obviously, when I carry it in, it's going to be taken down in my backpack. I was thinking And probably that. not going to, I, yeah, because I want, I want to, I'm just thinking through if, if I have like some shale or something where I can shoot into, I want to shoot when I can. So I'm back and forth, you know common sense like i don't i won't even put it together till it's time to do a stock but i probably once i get back to where i'm starting hunting i'll probably put it together but that is a thing because it's it's a lot more awkward probably to carry than a compound pain in the ass (laughs) 
<laughs> I think so. And if you're going through, yeah, if you're going through like heavy brush and stuff like that, it's going to get caught. I mean, shit, it was getting caught constantly on just going up a you know side hill with you know brush on it. Yeah. Not even going through alders. No, it was loud. And th- there's that one guy that that old timer that I met um, that had uh, his limbs on his reeker for that reason. He had like these cloth kind of things that slid over them oh i've seen those yeah yeah people were giving they're actually giving him crap at the shop like oh you've got this beautiful bow and you put all that crap on there and he's like well it's much quieter once you're up high like above the brush line and stuff it's no problem to carry it you know yeah. that's i'm not complaining about that but that initial hike when you're and going you get, through shit when you get branches caught you know in, in the string in the string there yeah, yeah between yeah. the string and the limb there's got to be a aren't better way. Aren't there buttons for that that you can put on the you bow can't, or You can't get that, them, yeah. 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 I was thinking about the same thing. If you go on a backpack hunt, I'd probably keep it unstrung in my pack until I got to, like, the initial spot I was going to start my hunt, you know? Yeah. But. And it's not like it's, it's a, a huge deal to take apart. No. Well, my bow's a little heavy, you know, yeah. you know metal riser, but. It's still it's lighter than a rifle. Right. Take it apart yeah. real quick. Throw it back. All you got to do is throw it back together and check your brace height. Yes. And Done. Yep. Yeah. I need to figure out something a little bit better to carry it. But other than that, it was it was enjoyable. It's a good time. She works. Yep. Yeah. Because and you just switched over to uh, shooting shooting veins like I do. Huh? That was way better too. You didn't have to worry about well hell it didn't rain a whole lot and we didn't really hunt in the rain either but um it'll be way better for the spring i know that yeah when hunting the rain a little bit or whatever you're doing you don't have to worry about the fletchings getting wet and whatever i think it's um it's got to be a little bit more accurate you know because you don't have any uh, fletch contact at all with either the shelf or the riser yeah. so yeah you tune if you tune them right the the veins don't even touch your touch your and I've thought about because I've used those bare weather rests for a long time, and the downside of them, the upside is they're cheap, and they're pretty durable. They're quiet. The downside is you do wear them out. Like maybe every, if I'm shooting a lot, like three weeks a month, I got to switch them out because I start and I keep an eye on it'll. Your arrow will wear into that strike that little uh. <clears throat> strike plate type thing that sticks out it'll wear into that and eventually it starts you know you start getting your arrows doing weird stuff because they're having more contact with in the the actual how i'm trying to think of a way to describe this accurately how far out away from your riser your strike plate is it it just it's because it grinds into it and it gets closer and closer and closer and just the contact your arrow is making with the strike plate get, becomes different as it wears in. So, but they're they're cheap. So after a while, I switch them out. I've thought about trying because there's quite a few different ones out there. Out there, well, I need to just get break the down flipper and, style. Maybe then it wouldn't do anything then. Yeah, I because uh, I shot a plunger and flipper for a while. I don't like them for hunting as well because they uh, they're loud. You know, I what I ended up doing with mine was covering it in fleece tape, mm-hmm. and that helped. But your arrows don't stay on them as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They work. You know, with my, with my, and the last time I was really using one a lot was on with my heavy limbs, and I was shooting those two fifty full metal jackets, like, you know, seven eight hundred grain arrows, and the arrows were so heavy, I had to 
put a funky kink in that flipper so it wouldn't sink way down. Didn't you do something with a toothpick once, too? Did I? Um, I'm trying to remember. Did put a toothpick in my... No, it was putting a toothpick in the plunger so the spring... So it was perfectly stiff to uh, tune arrows off of. Okay. And so, you know, those spring plungers, another <laughs> freaking rabbit trail. But those spring plungers, they can be great for if you if your air you could do a lot of tuning and fudging with those. Sure. If your arrow isn't perfectly tuned, like I was shooting two fifties out of those out of those heavy limbs and they were still showing weak with one twenty fives. I couldn't cut them short enough. So you can, if I can remember right, it's like you. There's a few different things you can do. You know, you can you can work with both the the horizontal positioning of that plunger. You know, work it in or out away from the riser, and also adjust the spring tension. So how stiff the spring is on that plunger. Mm-hmm. You know, you could basically take an arrow that's out of tune without changing the point weight to a to a degree and just tune it with that that plunger and get it get it flying straight nice. out of the bow but it's been a while since i since i've messed with those things oh, i like i like what you did with my my setup the arrows are flying great everything's good that that rest is nice i like the veins way more than feathers i mean i like shooting feathers i like fletching feathers they yeah. look cool but uh they're not they're so expensive. They're more expensive, and and honestly, they're they're not. A, it's not a better tool than a vein. It's just not. Yeah. A vein is going to give me the same flight every single time. When they get wet, they're not going to shrink up. Um, yeah. They're not. I noticed with the shooting the feathers and stuff. You know, they get beat up. We're going to miss the they're target. They're louder. Shit. They're louder. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm way happier with the veins. Yeah. And they shoot good. So. Yeah, I haven't had any any complaints about them. I mean, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes it would be nice to shoot off the shelf, but with a lot of my arrow setups, I just my draw length so long I can't get away with shooting off the shelf. Cause why? Because I'm pulling the point back over back it. over the shelf. I mean, I, yeah. and my my rest on my bow, I I stuck it back a little farther intentionally. It's almost like an overdraw. Yeah. You know, like half an inch or three quarters of an inch, just to give myself. A little more room, and I got to index my broadheads so that they're all straight up and down. They're all vertical, <laughs> yeah. so they don't hit the shelf. Yeah, but uh, all the things you do, I mean, it. Some guys would kill to have a thirty-two inch draw. <laughs> right. Need to just uh, figure out how we're going to stay good this uh, this winter. Shooting. Oh, I think we. I got. Like I said, I went down to the dump and made a made me a bag target to hang up in the garage <laughs> for my blank bale. We donate all of our extra clothes and stuff there to that place there in town. So maybe I'll just keep it the next batch and well, that or make one. not really. If you want to, you want a target for your garage. Go to any of those, like the univers, you know, like the university or the, or I guess it would be Farmers Loop. There's there's transfer sites on each side of Farmers Loop. Mm-hmm. Just go to the reuse thing, and it took me one trip, five minutes. Go in there, get. A big old wad, you know, three garbage bags full of used clothes that yeah. people just reuse. Some some of the stuff, I feel bad using the stuff that's like nice and clean and whatever, but it's like, hey, it's the dump. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. People are throwing this stuff away. Yeah. So I just fill up a old NAFA fur bag or you can do a feed bag or mm-hmm. 
burlap, a bur, any kind of burlap sack or whatever, just fill it with old clothes and hang it up in the garage and got your blank bale. That's the biggest thing to me for me is just shooting. blank bale shooting, but uh, shoot close, work on your form, and I mean, I don't have to be shooting you know twenty or thirty yards to to stay in tune or in form or whatever. Just shoot. Yeah, right? and, and honestly, the uh, I will probably in the long run shoot better if I'm doing ninety percent of my practice on a blank bale. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say like, all right, I'm ready to go sheep hunting and can smoke <laughs> stuff out of out at 45 50 yards but my shot is way better and more consistent if most of that practice is on a blank bale there's just something that happens mentally when you introduce that visual target that my shot just and i think most people's shots just deteriorate start deteriorating you know you have that and you have that muscle memory and and mental control and whatnot of shooting on the blank bale and then you start introducing that target it slowly degrades and then like i could you know when we were shooting a ton of 3d in the past few years i could see it happen through a 3d course usually the first target i'd like to sling one through the trees just to get it (laughs) over with and then then, you know would shoot really well and just start having to really bear down and focus towards the end because i'd yeah i'd be falling apart but uh let's see did you i was looking at this goat did you you did kill a goat this fall didn't you Yeah, a really nice one too yeah um yeah we doubled up on them and i mean um most and that wasn't an edit that was just a random random thought i had random thought no yeah i did it was fun um you know it was uh my buddy's kind of a madman. Um, he's, he's a, <laughs> tried to get you killed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's he's a mountain goat himself. So, yeah. you know, he, he does a lot of backcountry hiking, skiing, and all kinds of stuff that, you know, I don't. Yeah. But, uh, but that uh, cross country skiing's for fools. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't like he does the downhill where, like, oh, he'll hike that's up even, into the mountains. You're even crazier. And, yeah. And he'll do, he'll do that and stuff. But, yeah, we, we picked an area we're we're joking we go every year and um we were joking that uh that we're kind of going backwards with this our hunts are getting harder and harder instead of, instead of easier, easier and easier, easier yeah. and smarter yeah when we when we went up and you know there was a lot of scrambling and stuff and i we're kind of like i don't well we probably don't want to come the way that we came yeah with with these heavy bags on and um but anyways we got up there and billy's everywhere and it was super cliffy really just like you know i i, I was gonna bring a bow i'm glad i did um, yeah it just wasn't friendly for that yeah um but yeah the uh the the first one we saw was he was um almost 10 inch um absolute beautiful and um funny though three years old wow the goat i shot and just shy of 10 inch and nice bases on him too Jeez. um they were they were pretty blown away at in the office by that so was i when i saw him i was like holy crap like booner and, and for sure coming up he like just great oh yeah and not too it. much longer if you got you know good bases and 10 it yeah. ain't gonna be long till he makes 50 roman knows is it 50 that's booner yeah 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 and he's probably you know high 40s as it is yeah um but but uh yeah roman knows real big body on him like it just was a surprise um that he was that young and uh and then my buddy took a seven-year-old um and uh oh, we both kind of decided that we were going to try an alternative route yeah. out and um yeah, it got pretty scary on that one. That was actually the that was actually by far the, the worst position that I've ever been in hunting ever. So it wasn't great. 
left me. Knowing you, that's saying something. Drunk. Yeah, no, it was rugged. <laughs> it was super rugged. Like we we dropped down, and it looked like it was going to get good, and then it got pretty near vert. And I mean, we had the crampons and and the, and the axes with us, so um, which he which he carries virtually everywhere. So that just shows you like the kind of guy that he is. But yeah. so we're, we're going down, and um, and then we got to the point where we just we couldn't go back up with these mm-hmm. bags. So we're just like, okay, well down we go. And then uh, you know, we got to this point where there's a big waterfall under us, and you kind of had to side hill on this crap grass and grabbing devil's club and you know i remember at one point i was like jim like i don't this is bad man like i'm scared and then he, goes, he just looks up at me and goes like i got problems of my own man all right, <laughs> all right we're, i was like all right we're i was like yeah no no comfort there but it was kind of because it was like all right we're, you know we're on our own or whatever um and actually on that hunt i uh I, I ditched my bag i was hanging like i slipped and i kicked the crampon in and i was like by and just disconnected and there she went and fell down a waterfall it, was, it sucked i didn't have man. the rifle on it or anything and then um my buddy's kind of looking at me like man what are you doing like how are we gonna he's like we're never like how are we gonna get that back or whatever and then like sure enough like within five minutes he slipped and disconnected his bag from Jeez. himself so they wound up next to each other in a waterfall and then we're <laughs> fine that's all our camp gear everything oh, goats man. so then we we get back down to the boat because we're fighting with daylight at this point like we were trying to get the packs but it was like you know had to come back with a rope or whatever but um and he's a stud for doing that but got everything back anyways but yeah we at that point we're just like scrambling to get back to the boat before before daylight because um me and him we've wound up cuddling under the stars before but, <laughs> but this one would have been cuddling under the stars soaking wet and rain with no gear other than our soaked rain gear so we're like you know screw this and then um probably way too wet to get a fire going oh yeah it was just torrential you know it was but uh yeah, it was, it was pretty rugged. I think um, you hear that shit with goats more than anything. Though, where it you just gets just take the same route uh, down oh, that you did up. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and and but the route the route we took up was bad. But in hindsight, it was a million times better than the one. Like I took a I took a picture of the mountain that we came down, and like when we got down and, and back to the boat, we were looking at it and just laughing. I was like, "What the hell?" Because yeah. it was just like waterfalls all <clears> running down the side and super steep. And Matthew and I got cliffed out in the Chugach doing that shot a goat and we were, uh, looked at the map we're like well fuck this creek goes back to the trail that we need to get to and so we just started walking the creek down and before you knew it we're water waterfall below us and uh, you know basically cliff on each side yeah and you know we got 100 i think we weighed the packs when we got done one was 111 one was 108 and we had to go up a you know pretty damn steep grade yep. to get back to where we, you know, where we kind of started, started from, from yeah, just a disaster. But if we would just went back the same way we came up, we had, we cut a trail on the way in and everything. We ended up getting back there, but we wasted a day by by just thinking we could go a different yeah. route. It's not I was, smart. I was nervous uh, with that sheep this year, you know, being by myself, country I'd never been in. I, because uh, it took me most of the day to get up top, and I'm on top of the ridge line, you know, almost the top of the tallest mountain anywhere around there with a sheep and sitting in the tent the next morning because you know the way i came up i could have done it i probably would have had to take two trips to get down safely because it was sketchy just super super steep the whole way loose rock it's just one of those bowls that's just all rock and uh and (laughs) i don't know what i'm saying but uh so i'm sitting on this sitting in my tent the next morning 
you know, socked in and I, so I got to wait because I have to be able to see my way down. And of course, looking at the map, there's got to be a better way. And um, it looked like if I just made it around the peak that I was on, that was pretty sketchy to get around yeah. with, with a loaded pack when it's wet. You know, then it looked like it would be eh, probably easy going, but you know how topo maps are. Like they some kind of lie every once sometimes. In a while. <laughs> so I, I luckily I ended up getting a hold of uh, of Skip on the dorm. I was like, hey, have you ever gone down this ridge line back down into here and to connect? He's like, oh yeah, that's way better, way nicer, and it was okay. Like basically, it just took me. I, I had to wait till it broke up so I could see and pick pick routes down, but. uh once I got out of the rock, like it really wasn't bad. You know, it was a lot of it was very, very steep, but it was all solid footing. Right. I think every time I've made a mistake with the whole coming out a different way than I went in, it was it's been goat hunting. He, he fucking t- t- uh, last fall, same shit happened. Oh yeah, shortcuts and- don't work. Like I'm never, I'm done forever, billion times over. Like even even when we were on the ridge in Kodiak, you found that one route that worked just fine, and I was like, it's a shortcut. No. And I'm like, I'm climbing up to the. <laughs> we were coming back from this glass and knob, and it was either it was either go down and way back up yeah. to get on the same trail to go out, or it was just go straight down to the beach. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go straight down to the beach, and it was fine. Right? <laughs> like it, it was not there was it was it was it was steep, but I didn't die right, and, yeah. and I made it down just fine. John, like the first time on one walkout, the first time I recommended we go a different route he's like no no i'm going back the other way i'm like jesus murphy okay so we, we started the other way and then i'm like this isn't even the right path man we like we got to go down and up again so he elected to go down and up and i elected to just go straight down to the beach i'm like i'll be damn i will beat him back to the boat if yeah if, like, no matter what and i was trying to beat you too i was like I, <laughs> yeah was i was trying, trying. Like, he's trying to beat me it was pretty funny but yeah uh man you just gotta Sometimes it's not convenient to take the same way out that you <laughs> took in, but do know that uh, it's not a good idea. God dang. Yeah, well, that, you know, the this, go, this spring, and it was kind of like a mini climb. You know, it was only like 1,000 feet. Yeah. And But after have- taking two hours to get to that thing, and, you know, as we're cutting it up and it's getting to be last light, we're like, well, try and pick a way down, I guess. <laughs> Downhill's the only, there was just no, like, no good way, so we just kind of had to stumble our way down through the alders and just junk. Last year, goat hunting in the Chugach, Matthew and I, on a different goat hunt, we made a a big loop, probably did about 20 miles in a few days, just kind of hunting the tops and whatever, and then we came out in a different spot than where we parked or whatever, and coming down i remember looking at it from the road i'm like oh this should be fine you know there's mm-hmm. some grass yeah okay it's grass yeah it's fucking yeah, eight no. feet tall yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't you know you don't know that anyhow and we ended up fighting for three hours through alders and grass to get down but if we'd have just walked back the other way you know we'd have had a trail yeah. <laughs> like, but you never uh you never think that you just Siren always like song. oh be yeah. no problem we'll go the other way pulls you in so oh. the next thing you know you're you're hanging off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> shit in your pants 
Yeah, I've never had that happen. Yeah, like, no, what, what happened to you this I, year? I, I That's the first. No, I don't intend to have it happen again, but I'm sure it will. I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm sure next year we'll be on the side of an active volcano. <laughs> <down> or... <laughs> it can get dangerous. Oh, we, no we, doubt about we, it. it. Looks doable. <laughs> yeah, you know, on Google Earth, it looks like I found a great route. <laughs> looks just fine. Well, which I didn't. We don't have to mention anything about this, but I... He's on the on the wall forever. Did you notice that? I, I did notice him. He, um, <laughs> Alf, you know, he's really he's the, the most impressive specimen on the sheep collection. Really, I'd say, you know, he's a beaut. <laughs> he's just a beaut, absolute <laughs> stunning masterpiece. Well, uh, you sent me that. I was like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta, gotta print this one out. We're yep. thinking t-shirts and hats. It's t-shirts t-shirts and, hats. and hats. Yeah, I like how it's not straight either. It's like just cocked. Too. like that adds just an element to yeah. it too <laughs> it does kind of look like elf this is, we're looking at john's photoshop work of a certain sheep <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. old elf you know, he, he adorns the wall forever now so. yep he's he's part of the herd now yeah we were going to do some like nick saying some flat brimmed maga style hats with the with, with the elf on there <laughs> hey man don't make fun of those guys i i uh that's what I told my brother-in-law, my woodcutting buddy. I told you about him, didn't I? Yeah. Well, Art, 79 years old, out cutting his own firewood. Nice. Mega 8 o'clock on. in the morning, MAGA hat, PBR. Good for Heck him, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. No, but that was just the style of hat. That, oh, gotcha. Really yeah, I see. match the old The old trucker-looking yeah, hat. trucker-looking style. With the, with the rope. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you got to have like, a rope. Yep. You guys. MAGA. MAGA works for it, so you put them on there, make elf. Isn't it MAGA, though? Great MAGA. again. I think it's MAGA. 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 Yeah. I always thought it was MAGA. I got a friend MAGA. that pronounces meme mem. 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 <laughs> like, these are some dang, these that are some dang memes. <laughs> What's that? Did you see that new mem? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? He said it a few times. like, what What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> a mem. I'm like, oh, a meme? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, a meme yeah, memes. <laughs> Memes. Mm. Well, so what else you guys got going this winter? What are you up to, John? Well, um, I'll be doing the uh, the tours and everything, and, um, and running snow machines and wrangling Asians. And uh, now, who? What's the tour company? Because someone emailed me that said he, he was moving up here from Montana or something, and had a job at some local tour company that looked like. The one you had it was Rod's Alaska Guide Services one. Um, he runs a real good outfit. Yeah, um, and uh, does some hunts as well that are yeah. he's, that he's real successful. Um, the Moose Whisperer, and uh, you know he also does snow machine tours that are real fun and ice fishing and, and stuff like that for for basically for people that are up here in the winter time to see the aurora and everything yeah. and um, you know it really uh, allows them to to have some fun stuff to do and and during a time of the year where that's you know somewhat limited. Yeah, know. where that's all there is. To <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, so no, so. but that that's cool. Yeah, I'll be doing that. And uh, you said it's Rods, Rods Alaska Guide Service, um, and uh, so doing that, and you know, I plan on getting out and doing a little bit of amateur hour trapping again too, and you know, we'll see how that goes. Oh, but. me too. There should be plenty of cats to go around. I keep saying. So. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'd like. I'd like to get one. That'd, that'd be pretty cool. But you know, I'm, I might have to I'd go like with to you at some point in time. Them. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, kind. 
I'd kind of like to get 50 of them. If they're if the market for them is better than it was last year, then I wouldn't mind. Well, well, Otherwise, it's a lot of skinning for not a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And then basically buy the time till the spring. And, you know, I, I don't know what kind of spring shenanigans are going to go on, be it muskox or mountain goat or something. But Definitely. I'm going goat hunting this spring with Jeremy Rusink on the boat. So yeah. we got four yeah, of us yeah. booked the boat. That'll be fun be with ride. Makoto. Whoever the hell he's using, I don't know. I just know the price was right, and it's going to be a fun week. So. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they were down there. And I need, you know, he's another guy I intend to have on here yeah. eventually. Jeremy's a cool guy. But, yeah. yeah, they crushed him. Well, they could. They shot three, I think. They could have, yeah. you know, filled all their tags. They were down the same area we hunted this spring, but like a week, week and a half before. Okay. And it was even better like they got all their goats on the boat hole yeah it like, that's sounds, what i'm talking about yeah. the, the price is not bad and and hell by the time you're um you know we don't have to bring any food or nothing like that just bring your sleeping bag and your pack and your hunting yeah. gear and so they, they use like a saner or something they use some kind like of big nice old one. boat yeah like there's some yeah if it's makoto's i think it's probably makoto's boat he's he's a super cool dude too. yeah so we got four of us Sweet. going to do that in first week of march and then i'm i'm looking forward to that i take the recurve and go shoot a goat or two shit yeah <laughs> if i can figure out how to pay for it i'm wanting to go down there in january there's a couple another couple guys that are a guy that's wanting to go calling fox. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Go camp like, on oh, the, I was going to say, you're going to go goat hunting January. in January. I did the rugged first, expedition. The, my worst ever goat hunt was the first week of February. Well, if any. fucking rough. Well, <laughs> you, can get, cause you can get horrible weather then, too, but it, you don't have any daylight. Yeah. No. It's just you a know. lot going against you. By the time we, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that trip. It was it was great, uh, fun, but Jesus, it was tough. But yeah, so hope you know we're talking like camp on the boat, fox hunting. Fox, if I can yeah. figure out a way to pay for it, it would be. Yeah. Which the fox may be the way to pay for it. Cool. If we get enough of them, but we well I saw zero fox. I saw one, and we heard them. We heard them a couple times at night screaming. It's the only trip I've ever been huh. to Kodiak where I didn't see a fox. Oh, yeah. this spring when we were down there, they're everywhere. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It could just going be a food for, thing, or yeah. So we were talking. What, yeah, that was in that book, the um, the track of the Kodiak and stuff. Where they they were also talking about that. Where you know, if you they say if you're seeing a lot of fox, that there's that uh, that you're in a high density brown bear area more than likely as well. Just food, yeah. Because there's food. It was like when we were at Carluck. Oh my gosh. The fox is, is absolutely ridiculous, just I, everywhere. And yeah, I shot like a 40-pound yeah. cross, yeah. man. <laughs> was, thing was, it, it was No joke, yeah. in the big, on a, fo- in a fog next, there's the same foxes yeah. and have the same. How's that pop? That was, that was my beer can hitting the microphone. Um, but the, uh, the food sources are the same, you know, the ocean-fed yeah. fox. I shot a cro- the biggest cross fox I shot that i weighed was 22 pounds that's a huge fox i like the, an inch I, of fat <laughs> i think the one i the, shot on carluck was bigger yeah. I, 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 dale was saying it was one of the biggest he's seen too like oh, and he's, if it wasn't know, 35 it was, or 40 pounds I it, don't was know. it was bad it was, it was big bad. <laughs> it was, it was really bad. big like yeah. him next to the hide next to like a regular red that I got at the house. It's like three yeah. times the size. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Well, and they're just, they're so fat. Yeah. So fat. Fatty. Like I'm, you know, Fox around here, like I popped one out the back door, you know, gave him the old dome <laughs> shot the other morning. 
like fox around here, there's hardly a lick of fat on them at all. And down there, it's like just their diet. Like talk about a critter with easy with an easy life. Oh yeah, and if the salmon runs good on some of those lakes, they don't need to do a whole lot other than just cruise the beaches. And no, well, and same thing a bear would. They'll do, follow. Right? They'll follow bears around. I've yep. seen because they'll follow them and stuff bears dig up, even yeah. if they don't have fish to eat. <clears throat> just the stuff they'll come down and get at low tide on the beach is so like high calorie and yep. it's so much better for them. You know, better than the diet they have up here. Yeah, um, plenty of shit for them to eat. Yeah, whatever bird and whatever they get their hands on people's garbage and gold stream, etc. Heard <laughs> <laughs> the dog food they put in dirt hole sets in the backyard. Yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, hey, you want to stick around long enough for me to go grab my rifle? Then okay, you're, you're going good. on the yeah, stretcher. You know. <laughs> but uh, yep. well, anyway, I suppose uh, suppose we'll all get moving. But it's been good catching up with you guys. Been yeah. looking forward to yeah, absolutely hearing about your trip. I was been jealous the whole time you were gone. So. <laughs> yeah, it didn't turn out the way that we expected it to. Um, honestly, I wasn't going into it thinking for sure going to shoot a bear. Anyhow, it's pretty tough order to. I think they're one get of the what you want in, in North America. I one, I didn't want a small one. Two, I want to shoot with a bow. And three, like to have all that kind of happen, you know, yeah. kind of takes a lot. So I've got. Yeah. But at least you know, those, at least you had the deer there. Like it wasn't like a spring hunt where you had to sit there for fourteen days and not shoot that. <laughs> that made it yeah, a little no, better, no doubt about it. But you know, yeah, we're on day thirty-six hunting for coastal brown bears with a bow now. Yeah, a little. It's going to happen, but, and again, the nice thing, and still Try kill a grizzly in the spring. Yeah. Yep. Yep. True. And, maybe and you can go brown bear hunting in the fall, you yep. know, so. Yep. Yep. Well, good catching up with you guys, and uh, if uh, any listeners have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com and uh, leave a, a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. That would be awesome. All right. Thanks.